Now on Inside California Politics, impeached again. We talk to the two California Democrats who will make the case for the Senate to convict the president. Then, breaking party lines. Hear from the only California Republican who voted to impeach President Trump. Broadcasting across the Golden State, this is Inside California Politics. Thanks for joining us on Inside California Politics. I'm Frank Buckley in Los Angeles. And I'm Nikki Lorenzo in Sacramento. With just days left in office, President Trump has become the only president in history to be impeached twice. The reason? Incitement of insurrection following the riot at the United States Capitol. The Senate trial is not expected to begin until after President Trump leaves the White House. So if convicted, he could be barred from running for office ever again. Now, once the Senate trial does begin, two California congressmen will be among the representatives making the case to convict. Bay Area Congressman Eric Swalwell and Los Angeles Congressman Ted Lieu. Joining us now is Congressman Ted Lieu. You were sheltering in place in the Capitol as the insurrection was underway. In the LA Times reports, you actually sent a text to your fellow Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee in which you said uh, that members should start drafting articles of impeachment now, regardless of what leadership says. Your name is now forever etched in history as one of the drafters of the article of impeachment against the only president in history to be impeached twice. But here's the question. Do you regret at all rushing that impeachment, given the fact that the clock is going to run out on President Trump's presidency before the president can go to trial in the Senate? Uh, thank you for your question. And let me also make it clear that leadership never opposed impeachment. Uh, in fact, we had strong support in the caucus for impeachment. And it was also the most bipartisan vote in U.S. history for an impeachment. And that's because what happened was a violent mob attacked our nation's capital, resulting in multiple deaths, and Donald Trump incited that mob. We simply had no other choice but to impeach. Now, as an impeachment manager, you'll be arguing the case for conviction in the U.S. Senate. If it's a straight party vote, as you know, you won't have the numbers. How will you get Republicans to support impeachment of a president who is already out of office? And are you worried that a Trump acquittal would actually restore some of his power amongst his base, might even help him to rally his supporters? I can't say it any better than the number three House Republican, Liz Cheney, who said that Donald Trump summoned this mob, he assembled the mob, and he lit the match for this attack. So we're going to present our case to U.S. Senate. We're going to uh, seek 100 senators uh, to vote for impeachment. We have bipartisan support in the House. We expect we'll get bipartisan support in the U.S. Senate. Some are saying that an impeachment trial, just as the president, uh, Joe Biden, is taking power, will detract from his push to bring the Congress together and to pass his agenda. To that, you say what? This mob was trying to hang Vice President Pence, assassinate Speaker Pelosi, hunt lawmakers. They beat police officers with lead pipes. They killed a police officer. We can't just move on and pretend it didn't happen. You can't have healing until you have justice and accountability, and that's what we're seeking to do. Some of your Democratic colleagues are calling for an investigation suggesting that Republican members or their staff members may have helped 
the Capitol rioters in some ways. Do you believe that? And if, if so, is there any evidence to back that up at this time? Uh, so no one is above the law, not the president, not his attorneys, and certainly not any member of Congress. So it is a felony to help incite an insurrection. It's a felony to engage in conspiracy uh, to uh, do felonies. And if any member of Congress is suspected of breaking the law, they should be investigated. And then based on that investigation, the prosecutors can decide what to do once they know the facts. Washington is teeming with troops against the threat of further violence as we approach the inauguration. Are you concerned that this important public display of our peaceful transition of power will somehow be disrupted? I am concerned, and there is one way to calm down all these tensions. If Donald Trump simply would say one sentence, the election was not stolen. The rage that we have seen is because of the false belief that somehow this election was stolen, and it was not. Thousands of dead people did not vote. It's false that there were more people who voted than were registered. These voting machines did not magically switch votes. And if Republican officials and Donald Trump would simply tell the violent part of their base that the election was not stolen, then it would be much calmer and we can move towards unity and healing. To your point, there are still some Republicans, including the president's own trade advisor, Peter Navarro, who continue to lie to the American people. They say that the president won the election. President Trump won the election. How will President Biden be able to fulfill his campaign promise to bring our nation together if some Americans continue to believe that his election was not legitimate? Uh, so one reason that Joe Biden has not objected uh, to the impeachment is because he understands that you have to have justice and accountability first. And certainly, we're going to be presenting uh, the, the evidence as well that this election was not stolen. Now, if Republican officials would simply tell the truth to the American people, it would certainly calm down all these tensions. And these are very easily provable facts that the election was not stolen. Joe Biden won by more than 7 million votes, the popular vote, uh, the most in U.S. history. He won by a large number of electoral votes. This election was not particularly close. We have less than a minute left, but what personally can you, to bring, you do to bring the civility, the comedy that once existed in our nation's capital back to Washington? Uh, so telling the truth uh, is important, but I also want to note that we have some new Republican members of Congress uh, that have made rather crazy statements, and they insist on bringing a gun to the House floor. So... Look, most Americans would not tolerate if their colleagues said crazy things and insisted on bringing a gun to the workplace. So we're going to make sure that all these Republican members of Congress walk through these metal detectors, that they don't bring guns uh, into uh, the Capitol. Uh, if we could just do minimum things like that so we all feel safe and secure, uh, that would make Congress more productive. Congressman Ted Lieu, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Coming up next on Inside California Politics, we talk to Congressman Eric Swalwell, how he plans to convince the Senate to convict President Trump. Joining us now is Democratic Congressman Eric Swalwell. Congressman Swalwell, welcome back to Inside California Politics. Thanks for having me back. 
So you've been named an impeachment manager. What can you tell us about the timing? When could this trial begin in the Senate? We hope as soon as possible because we don't believe the country should suffer through another hour of Donald Trump uh, as president. Uh, he's a danger to security of all of us and also just to the continuity uh, of government and uh, what he threatened uh, last last week and in, in the incitement of terrorists to take the Capitol. But it's a decision for the Senate. And, you know, when the Senate uh, is ready to have a trial, we are ready to present the trial. In terms of the timing of this, you know, we have a new president in just a couple of days. Democrats, you guys control the House, you control the Senate and the White House. There's been discussion, even members of your own party have said, you know what, let's just leave the president impeached and move on so we can deal with COVID and the economic crisis. If Joe Biden were to come out and say, no impeachment trial, would you support that? Well, he has a right you know, to have his own opinion on this. I think for the sake of the country, um, we can't have peace without justice. And this president needs to be held accountable. It needs to be a deterrent for future presidents so that we recognize you can never do this again. And I hope uh, that I serve with people who can do more than one thing at a time uh, in the Congress and that we could hold Donald Trump accountable, also crush the virus and reopen the country and also address economic inequality and pass legislation around transportation and infrastructure needs that we have. I think we can do all of that, uh, but this is not something we can just sweep under the rug. There have been calls for unity under this new administration, even Republicans, Kevin McCarthy in the House calling for unity. Do you think that's possible? Well, Kevin McCarthy didn't even acknowledge that Joe Biden was president-elect until the attack on the Capitol. And it's that type of rhetoric from the president, from the accomplices who helped incite this attack that radicalized people to believe that they could come to Washington and violently storm the Capitol and stop the electoral uh, ballot uh, process from happening. And so we needed those calls earlier. And so now we must unite against those who did incite this and come together as a country and, and see next Wednesday as a day of rebirth, redemption, renewal for our country. This impeachment vote has been described as bipartisan. 10 Republicans voted for it, 197 voted no, I guess 10 is better than none. Would you be in support of, you know, let's to show true bipartisanship, possibly putting, you know, a Liz Cheney as an impeachment member? You know, that's a decision for the speaker. I, I'm just honored to be a part of the team. Uh, and I have quoted uh, in many interviews uh, and in the case that I've been making for impeachment, the words of Liz Cheney and, and many of her colleagues. Uh, she said that you know, Donald Trump uh, assembled the mob, he summoned the mob, and he lit the matches that ultimately led to the attack. And, and she was right about that. So this is a bipartisan impeachment, the largest uh, bipartisan impeachment in the history of impeaching a president and I think you have a unity case to make in the Senate that you could receive Republican and Democratic votes uh, and ask them to vote not as their party, but as Americans. And I meant impeachment manager, not member. But OK, so now I want to ask you about there's been some talk about how this happened at the Capitol. You know, how were people able to storm this, especially since there was intel that this could happen? Uh, do you think there should be something to the equivalent of a 9-11 commission to really get to the bottom of this so it can never happen again? This can never happen again. And so I support anything that uh, puts that in place. And the speaker said today, I believe that she's open to a commission uh, like that. It was really unsettling. Uh, I want people to understand the scene inside the Capitol. 
uh, a place that's a symbol of freedom where it should be protected from ever being invaded. And as I sat in there and watched the images on my phone, I thought, there's no way they're going to get on the grounds. And then you see they're on the grounds. And then you think, there's no way they're going to make their passage into the chamber. And then you hear them banging on the doors and smashing the glass. And next thing you know, you have a gas mask in your hand. You're being told to duck. And you hear the chaplain of the house offering a prayer. Uh, that should never happen again uh, for the sake of democracy, uh, obviously the sake of the safety of the people in the room. But we can't be a democracy where every person you know, has a, a freedom uh, you know, to be and dream and thrive if America's leaders could be under attack like that. I mean, just hearing you describe that, and there are allegations that colleagues in Congress assisted these accused rioters. I mean, yes, you are an elected member, but as a human being, I mean, how do you get past something like that and try to work with these people? You're right. Uh, at our workplace, we have colleagues who refuse to wear a mask, and we've had now a number of people who were infected after being in the secure room that we were in for six hours. Dozens of my Republican colleagues would not wear a mask. Uh, they refuse to go through the metal detectors uh, and have carried their weapons onto the floor. Uh, and yes, one of my colleagues uh, tweeted out the location of the Speaker of the House uh, when she was moved uh, off of the uh, Speaker's dais uh, for security reasons when this was unfolding. So there's an investigation that has to take place. But more than anything, the chief instigator here was the president. And I look forward to being a part of the team that holds him to account. We will leave it there. Congressman Eric Swalwell, thank you so much for your time here on My Inside president. California Politics. We appreciate it. Next on Inside California Politics, we take you inside one California Republican's decision to vote in favor of impeaching President Trump. Ten Republican members of Congress joined Democrats in voting to impeach the president, including California's David Valadeo. Inside California politics correspondent Aton Wallace spoke to the congressman about what motivated his decision. During my conversation with Congressman Valadeo, he said the president without question contributed to the January 6th siege of the Capitol. But the Central Valley Republican also criticized House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for what he says was a rushed impeachment vote. Do I wish that vote had been delayed to another day? Absolutely. Do I believe there's more information? Yes. But with what I had in front of me today, I voted what I believe is right. Valadeo also had some praise for President Trump on policy, but said at the end of the day, he voted his conscience. Do I believe the president's done some good things for us, especially in the Central Valley when it comes to water? Absolutely. Will he continue to be helpful over these next seven days? I hope so. But the, the reality is, is something happened this past week that we can't take back. And we've seen things happen all across the country that were wrong. We saw people on the left encouraging a lot of that, and that was wrong. My vote was to say that even when my side does it, it's wrong. The impeachment marked Valadeo's first vote since returning to Congress representing California's 21st district. The district includes much of the Central Valley, including Fresno and Kern counties. Last year, Valadeo reclaimed the seat from his Democratic opponent by just 1,500 votes. Reporting for Inside California Politics, I'm Aton Wallace. Here's a look at the 10 California Republicans who voted against impeachment. 
The list includes House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who despite voting not to impeach, did break from the president for the first time. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. These facts require immediate action by President Trump. Accept his share of responsibility, quell the brewing unrest, and ensure President-elect Biden is able to successfully begin his term. And the president's immediate action also deserves congressional action, which is why I think a fact-finding commission and a censure resolution would be prudent. McCarthy argued that impeaching President Trump would only further divide the nation. We've extended an invitation to Congressman McCarthy and hope to have him on for a future interview. Coming up inside the bullpen, the effect a Senate impeachment trial could have on the start of President-elect Biden's presidency. President Trump's Senate trial is not expected to begin until President-elect Joe Biden is inaugurated. Now many questions remain about what that Senate trial will look like, as well as the impact it could have on the incoming Biden administration. Joining us now is UC Hastings constitutional law professor Rory Little. Professor Little, thank you so much for joining us here on Inside California Politics. My pleasure, thanks. So in just a couple of days, we will have a new president. Donald Trump will go from being the president of the United States to a private citizen. So in terms of impeachment and then this moving on to a trial in the Senate, what does our Constitution say about trying a private citizen? Well, first, it doesn't say anything about trying a private citizen. And it also doesn't say that they have to have a trial. They could not have a trial. There is some precedent for trying high-ranking officials after they leave office, but there's only two and they go back over 100 years. In terms of any sort of preemptive measures, can the president do anything to protect himself to, you know, are there any measures that he can take before he leaves office? There's been some talk of pardoning himself. One thing the Constitution says clearly, I think, is you cannot pardon yourself from an impeachment. You can pardon uh, almost anything else, but it says except for uh, cases of impeachment. So I think that is not a viable possibility for the president. Um, there's probably not much he could do other than uh, he made some statements that seem to take back any sort of intention uh, to, to incite violence. Um, and, and he can get some lawyers if he can hire some good counsel. Uh, maybe he can even take some preemptive strikes to the Supreme Court, but there's not much he can do to stop the Senate if they want to go ahead. In terms of a timeline here, you know, we're going to have a president, as I said, and just a new president in just a couple of days. And there has been some talk of doing this quickly, but also there's that counter argument. You know, the more time we take, the more evidence there is and a stronger case that we have. Well, I do think it's true that the longer it goes, the more likely we're going to have more evidence of conversations that may not be public at this point or messages that may not be public at this point. So certainly the House managers for the trial in the Senate uh, are not unhappy with that idea. I don't think the president is particularly happy that this is going to be happening, the new president, that this will be happening on his uh, first 100 days of agenda. There are some people who have said, let's just postpone it till the summer. 
And as I say, there are some people who have said, let's just not try him at all. Let's just leave him impeached, the only president to be impeached twice in history, uh, and, and then move on with our positive agenda. There's also been a talk of banning the president from running again in 2024. How can that happen? So constitutionally, the only way that that can happen is if the Senate convicts them by a two thirds majority, and then they vote a separate resolution by a majority uh, to ban him. And the constitution says judgment may extend to disqualifying somebody from office in the future. Um, other than that, I don't think there is a way to stop him from running. Everything that you see, you are the expert here, the professor, the constitutional expert. Do you see that happening? I think it's very difficult to predict what is going to happen here. I don't think the senators have any idea what they want to do. I don't think the House managers really know. I don't think President Biden's team has figured out what they would like to see happen. Uh, this is so unprecedented and so fast. There's never been an impeachment that happened at this lightning rate. Um, of course, we all saw the evidence on camera, so we didn't need a lot of time to bring this impeachment resolution to a vote. So I don't know that there's any way to predict. Um, and by the way, some members of the Senate, Republican members, may want a conviction so that Trump would be disqualified from running against them in 2024. All right, we will leave it there. UC Hastings constitutional law professor Rory Little, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Right now, you can find all of our full interviews online. Just head to your local station's website and search Inside California Politics. Thanks for joining us for Inside California Politics. We will see you back here next week.